Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back at the Queen's Table Podcast. I am your host, Marissa J, and today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash TQT. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of the Queen's Table Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. Ooh, I can't talk. With a three... Let's try that again. With a free... 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So last week we did an episode about Syntonia Brown Long's book, Free Syntonia. That is also on Audible. So definitely check that out if you haven't already done so. Let me know what some of your favorite audiobooks are. Um, I do plan on revamping the website at some point. <laughs> and we're going to have a little book club. I think uh, I think that would be a really good idea to to get that started. Today we are going to have Miss Heidi Davis back on the show, so we could talk about our the state of our union. Uh, we've already done two episodes earlier this year, and things have just been go- going so crazy. And especially here lately, I try not to talk about Donald Trump. You guys know that. I try very, very hard to keep him out of my show, but with everything that's going on, uh, you know, these last few, several months, actually this whole year, he's just been a giant storm and, and I, I really don't know how, (laughs) how to dodge it. Um, it is important to to talk about. So today I am going to have Miss Heidi Davis back on the show. We're going to talk a lot about a lot of different things that's been going on in politics and everywhere else. So um, enjoy the episode. But before we get into that episode, some of you guys have inquired about uh, what's been going on on my Instagram, and I, I've I've announced it on my um, Facebook page as well, my personal Facebook page, not the the Queen's Table podcast page. Uh, Eunice Hair, uh, yeah. So I have a code for Eunice Hair. Go to my Instagram page, click on the link in my bio. It'll take you to a link tree. And from there, you can go through all of everything. I've got my blog on there, um, the website, um, different links for the show. And that will be on there. Uh, so if you do shop Eunice, and I'm not going to go into, if you don't know what Eunice is already by now, it's, it's no point. Listen, bundles for days. Okay, go to Eunice. Click on the link of my bio and on Instagram. Go to Eunice and shop because your girl gets money too. And it's not going to cost you anything extra. It's just whenever you shop, I get a little something, something too. So go ahead, do that. Go ahead, support your gal. Okay, and last but not least, I just want to go ahead and remind everyone that in between shows, I do update my blog post. So uh, once again, if you need directions to that link, just hop on Instagram. Uh, You find me at TQT Podcast 
on Instagram, click the link in my bio and it'll take you straight to there if you are interested in more of Marissa J. <sighs> I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Well, let's get into the interview. There's not going to be an outro today. So as we say, we all came from Africa. Y'all so stay black. Did you know that one out of every 432 Native or Pacific Islander women are living with HIV that know? One out of 256 Hispanic women are living with HIV that know? One out of 943 Asian women are living with HIV that know? One out of 941 white women are living with HIV that know? One out of every 54 black women are living with HIV that know. Women who use PrEP P, like a birth control pill, it's a medication that can prevent contracting HIV. 48% of white women use PrEP P. 18% of Hispanic women use PrEP P. 16% of black women use PrEP P. Some people think it's faster to go to the ER for STI screening because that's the best place to go, right? Well, you'll end up getting stuck with a pretty fat bill. At Nashville Cares, one of Nashville's leading HIV nonprofits, they offer free HIV and Hep C testing Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Their address is 633 Thompson Lane. Their partner location, My House, is a wellness and community center for queer people of color. It's located off of Harding Place at 442 Metroplex Drive, Building D. They offer free HIV testing and the clinic also offers a full panel STI screening for about 20 to 25 bucks for those who are uninsured. However, they will not turn anyone away that cannot afford to pay. Any gender identity or sexuality can use the clinic. Appointments must be made for the full panel testing. Lentz Health Department off of Charlotte Pike is by appointment only, and they will do a full panel STI screening for about 10 to 20 bucks, insured and uninsured welcome. You have the information now. Please use it. This has been a public service announcement by the Queen's Table podcast. Thank you, Miss Corey Elizabeth Royoya from Black People Making Moves Nashville for the information. Like, what, what, what all are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, since the government shut down. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I, I survived summer. Uh, and then I took over the backpack program, so now I'm doing all of the children's programs at the food bank. Oh, wow. Um, we thought the child nutrition reauthorization bill was going to move. It looked like it was going to move. Yeah. They were having meetings about it in the Congress and the Senate, and then, you know, everything got crazy, so I don't think it's going to move. That is the most frustrating bill I've ever worked on. Like, literally since 2014, we've been working on this bill, and it still hasn't even, it hasn't gone up for a vote. Why? Um, Just because the process is so slow? I think they want to let 
some of the changes go through that we're advocating for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so a lot of people that were really against some of the things we wanted to do decided not to run for Congress again. Oh, so it, it's just it's one of those things like the strategy, like what the Congress was, has completely changed because it's different now. Mm-hmm. We can either get it through Congress, we probably won't get it through the Senate. So it's just going to be in limbo forever. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things like you think it's completely dead and it's just not going to get voted on. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it's making its way through the process. You know? Well, you if, any, if anything has taught me, if this year has taught me anything, it's that politically anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah, this is, ah, geez, this is absolutely insane. Um, Okay, so for starters, I want to talk about the California fires because they have not been getting any attention at all. Um, I know that uh, a couple of, it's been on one or two news cycles, but and not a lot of people realize that California has been on fire for like the last two and a half weeks. And it's not funny. It's the people are people are really uh, struggling out there. People are dying. People are being displaced, uh, moved out of their homes. Their homes are burning down. Their businesses are burning down. Everything is burning down. The the whole state, <laughs> not the whole state, but a I think it's 745 acres, though. That's yeah, gigantic. That is gigantic. That is gigantic. And um, it kind of, it really sucks that there are, there's so many other things that we're preoccupied with that we that we, we just completely blow over these fires. I, I know that there's one in um, Los Angeles that, 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 that one's the the one that's been burning for the longest, right? I think. I want to say. Yeah. I don't one what one is the K the Ken something Ken some fire and the mm. other one is the Getty fire? Yes. I don't really <clears throat> Yeah, I remember that as well and it's not it's not getting covered and this any other day this would be a huge thing. This would be massive and it would take up every news cycle but instead we're we're going about this this mess now uh with these fires that are going on um do you know that if 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 california is now in a state of emergency or if uh uh any help is coming their way because i mean it's like every time that you know, firefighters get done with one fire, they have to rush, you know, over over yonder to get these fires settled. And it's like, it's almost nonstop. So do you know if there if there's any aid coming their way? Um, so there's going to be some things that happen. I think they're in a, they're in a tight, so... So, so FEMA was raided. <laughs> FEMA funds were raided to help build the wall. <laughs> right. Um, right. We discussed that in the last California one. California has definitely been a state that's been standing up to the White House for 
quite a bit. So mm. it's, I'm sure things will happen. Like I'm sure there's a state of emergency. I'm because they're having to evacuate people. Um, FEMA funds may go in eventually, but it's going to be one of those things that I don't expect that to be an easy thing for them to do. Yeah. It's, and they've had like, they had a huge fire last year. They um, did. So I don't know. It's going to be one of those things. They'll definitely get some, they will get funds eventually, but will they get funds soon? Probably not. That is insane. Right now it's probably going to be the state running most of the stuff in the state of California is more prepared for this than other states. So, okay. Okay. Because they, they, they're, they're prepared for it because this is a kind of a semi-frequent thing, right? More, more and more. It's more frequent for them. They've, they had like a huge fires just last year that took forever and a day to put out. And this is going to be another one. It's, It's the Santa Ana winds. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the season starts up, so that's what they're saying started the fire. It winds called a branch, caused a branch to break off of a tree. The tree hit a power line and it busted. So it sparked, and where California is very dry because it's a desert. Yeah. Everything caught on fire, and very quickly it spread to 100 acres. Jeez. And that was like on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And then by Monday, it was. 745. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it, uh, wow. <laughs> and, and the, I know a lot of different counties, they're um, cutting people's power in order to prevent fires. Fire and starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Bill Maher, he made a joke about it. He was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's cut everybody's fire or power. So that way it'll prevent fires from happening. Yeah, just go ahead and light a ton of candles all over your house. And it, it's it's a funny joke. But a lot of people that don't live in California and don't live in these areas where fires randomly happen all the time, they don't understand that that is a... Uh, well, Bill Maher, he lives in California. I don't know why he even made that joke, but he knows. Um, I don't want a lot of people to get like super confused and and uh, go on to say things like, well, uh, you know, that that's so silly. Why are they doing that? These preventative measures are actually helpful, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, and that that's a thing. It's uh, electrical boxes exploding causes fires. Mm-hmm. It's caused at least one other really huge fire that I remember recently happening that a power line company wasn't properly um, I think that might be a last year's California fires actually. Mm-hmm. A, a power line company wasn't properly keeping up one of their boxes so it sparked and mm-hmm. caused a huge fire. Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's a big so, problem electric company is going to go bankrupt so that they don't have to pay for it <laughs> that's not funny but it's this, this is what we live in yeah. this is absolutely insane it, it's it's really hard to think of it's really hard to think about okay so hopefully california will be okay and they'll be able to manage it and get it under control um if in the event of a shutdown, 
uh, I don't know exactly how how that would uh, help or how much it would help or harm the state of California. Um, I can't imagine it would help <laughs> very much. But let's uh, let's get into. Let me ask this: the, the the government shutting down, Trump shutting down the government in order to uh, impede these hearings. We've we we spoke about it briefly. Um, it's a pretty slim chance because it would really hurt the Republicans, but they're already hurting. That's my thing. Like they're already hurting right now. And I feel as though they're not, they haven't thought rationally in a very long time. I know a lot of these people that are coming up and testifying on their own free will. They're ignoring the White House that are, that's saying, you know, don't come and testify or whatnot. Um, you know, some of them are, are getting into their right minds, but a lot of them still aren't. And I kind of feel that uh, if he were to shut down the government again, um, he could make something up. Oh, there's another caravan. What happened to the what happened to the last caravans that he said we're marching up this way and we gotta protect the borders? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I, well, the fact is they're still coming. Uh, yeah. It's just we now have the stay in Mexico policy. So hmm. we have lowered how many people are crossing the border quite a, a, a lot, a hmm. ton. And that's what's happening is the caravans are still coming. They're still applying for residency here. They're still applying for asylum in the United States. But the, the kind of bills that have gone through, like you can't apply for asylum in the U.S. if you pass through another country without applying to that country first, Oh, um, has kept up people from being able to get in um and then uh, the while you're if you made it this way and you have a legitimate claim or something like that you're not allowed like you usually would be able to wait in the u.s until you have your court date and now they're moving uh you have a court date you're not allowed into the u.s until after your court date so they're just making them stay in mexico wow wow so <clears throat> And it's and a lot of people don't realize it's not just Mexican people like they, you know, they 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 come through. No, um, where were people coming from that I thought was a myth? People are coming. Uh, people that are coming out of Africa that are fleeing some of the wars and stuff are coming through Central America to apply for asylum in mm -hmm. the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there's a lot of. I mean, that's part of why they're saying we're letting terrorists in is because people that are fleeing. Syria and stuff like that are coming through Mexico to apply for asylum in the U.S. Because it's also. because it's so much easier and and it's so sad because they're they're coming from these war torn countries and into a place like Mexico and you know I'm not saying not all of obviously not all of Mexico is absolutely horrible but there's a reason why a lot of Mexicans do come here um they they do have a major cartel problem they have for decades um it's it's getting bad and and it sucks that these people are 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 stuck there without any uh any real safe haven it's it's pretty sad it's pretty sad so like what's the What's the whole asylum process? Is it is it 
tougher now? I mean, I knew it was tough before, but is it even more so now that that uh, Trump is put together a lot of uh, policies regarding that? Yeah, it, it is really hard. It's, cause, it's causing a big clog at the border, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, we're waiting months, and, you know, people, like, at the big, the caravans were coming in, people were supporting them. The countries that they were going through were supporting them. They were helping feed people. They were helping house people. Yeah. Um, now there's too many of them. And the border cities are kind of annoyed by them now. And it just makes them less safe. It's a problem. Hmm. It, you know, anyone that did it is just less safe because of it. There's no more housing. Everything's co- like booked up. Because like basically they go, where am I going to stay while I'm in Mexico? And they don't, like, we don't care. We toss them into Mexico. And then people are just can get housing at this place they go there and they're like no it's been super crazy books forever you're not gonna get in here yeah um so it's you know it's mostly just people living on the street mm. waiting to get to their court date which is really really sad so as far as a a shutdown is concerned that's probably that's more than likely not going to happen but explain explain why it's more than likely not going to happen why and not you know what let me rephrase that not why it's more than likely not going to happen but uh the implications so it that that the republicans would have if they do uh go through and support another government shutdown yeah well i mean uh, a government shutdown happens because there's a breakdown when we're coming to a spot where we um, we haven't done a national budget in many, many years. So we've been doing these continuing resolutions which fund the government for so long. Mm-hmm. When we get up to the end of that, though, the government is no longer funded, which means we can't pay our bills. Um, if we don't get through another bill, it creates some pressure for people do they use it like a political football which i don't really appreciate um yeah you know and it just makes it's not great it can downgrade the united states's credit rating which would be awful for us everyone but that has to happen first we have to come up to a point in time where we have to get a continuing resolution passed to fund the government Okay. Um, and as you as you saw last time, the government can usually run a month to two months without a continuing resolution before it runs out of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. everything that the federal government does is usually a month to two months behind for the state level. So the state levels, states usually have money to be able to cover stuff for right. a couple of months before they need more federal funding. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I I, I can't remember where I read it, but um, a shutdown in order to stop the hearings, that's not they wouldn't they would be one of the last people to run out of money. Like, well, one of the last organizations to run out of money. Right. Mm. Um, The government. What really goes down is it, it takes. I'm like, there's this whole plan 
So every department has a plan that says if you're shut down for 24 hours, this is what happens. If we're shut down for longer than 24 hours, this is what happens. And it, it goes out for a, a while. Mm-hmm. So most of, most of the government can run without staffing for two weeks before it's a problem. And they, they keep critical staffing on for a while. So I think last time it was like, what, we got into three weeks before any of that stuff happened where they, they couldn't pay the lawyers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and they're looking to to start impeachment hearings uh what just shortly after Thanksgiving. So that's not they even if they were to even if you were to shut down the government now, like it it would still go through. Well, it just creates a pressure point. I that's the thing like it has to to have a government shut down the House would pass a continuing resolution. The Senate would approve a continuing resolution. It would go to Trump like last time, and mm-hmm. he just didn't sign it into law. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which sends it back to Congress. Um, he doesn't sign it into law. Um, it sends it back to Congress. Congress has to vote to be able to overturn whatever whatever's going on, and they they couldn't last time so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they decided to do the shutdown okay okay so that kind of hopefully will put put some minds at ease it puts my mind at ease <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a process that it would take time and the other thing about it like that you know it's going to look bad but if there has to be a legitimate reason for the president not Sign a law that's been passed by Congress and the Senate. Hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, they have to have a legitimate case, and if they don't, it's going to cause problems. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, okay. So, with this, uh, with the Mueller report, um, I read when it came out, I, I had gotten a copy of it and I read all 59 billion pages of it and words were just blurring together because <laughs> I think I did it and I, I think I finished it in like two days. So, but I was just trying to hurry up and read it. Most of it, you know, it was just going around in circles and it was very vague uh, there, there's no, there's no collusion, but there's a little collusion and there's no this and there's no that, but there's a little bit of this and that, you know, um, why, I want to ask, why is this, why is the Mueller report so crucial to these impeachment hearings? Because like, it, it was kind of, it was kind of the, the, the ball that got things rolling, you know, um, looking starting starting people starting to look into Donald Trump a little bit closer which is why I think uh if the Mueller report hadn't came out and if you know um if we weren't investigating him before I don't think a lot of people would I don't even think that the whistleblower would have come out with with uh you know what all he knew with these phone calls and stuff but let's talk about the Mueller report a little bit and uh and why it's why it's important to these impeachment hearings okay well so Mueller report do you want to do you want to give the the whole spread (laughs) the investigation into everything that happened before donald was elected 
Um, I mean, yeah. If you think it's if you think it's relevant, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I don't know if you think your audience knows what's in the Mueller report. That's good too. Yeah, I I don't I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if if Monty knows what's in the Mueller report, but uh, you know what? I will I will dig that that PDF up, and I'll put it on my website for anybody that wants to read it. So, uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. I'll put it up on the website so that way you don't have to like you know go through you know bit by bit. Um, I know what all is in it. I remember maybe forty percent of what all is in it, but uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll put a I'll put a link up on my website uh, within the next day or so. I think the for the Mueller report, like what essentially I got out of it is that the bar for criminality is really high, hmm. um, and that they weren't able to say it was a crime. It's not that it's not a crime. It's just whatever that clause was made it to where they couldn't charge the president with a crime while he was in office. Hmm. doesn't mean the president can be charged with a crime after they're out of office. Right. But while they're in office, it would have to be Congress that would move forward uh, with anything on the report. Right. And okay. the, <clears throat> so the Mueller report was very careful and very detailed because of that. And I think, like, most of it was um, they did really sketchy things that don't rise to the, to the level of being a criminal act. But also it was very dumb of them to have been doing it. And the only reason it seems that they got away with stuff is there wasn't an actual intent in in committing the crime. Um, okay. So I, I kind of got the feeling that they were too dumb to know <laughs> what they were doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was the overall feeling from the Mueller report is they did a lot of really dumb things that normal people in political positions would know better than to do because it's really bad. But they were so oblivious to who people were in power structures and um, the implications of what they were doing that they don't think they had enough clear evidence to say that it was 100% done on purpose. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that comes from the the Kremlin is very good at playing people. Yeah, you know yeah. they're very good at that. There's what the KGB is all spies, so they're all very well trained on how to manipulate people into doing things that they want them to do, right? Without them realizing that they're doing it, right? <clears throat> you know, and I don't. I don't think those folks, um, we couldn't just prove that they did it on purpose. I think it was a problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least there was some detailed record. Yeah. Within that report. Okay. Because I I do know that uh, a criminal, a criminal offense isn't necessarily an impeachable offense. And an impeachable offense isn't necessarily a criminal offense. Um, 
MSNBC has been going back and forth on that a lot here lately. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot. It was, I think, uh, Rachel Maddow had had gone on for about 10 minutes about that. And then maybe somebody else. I want to say Don Lemon, but I don't think it was Don Lemon. Um, But anyhow, a lot of it's 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 been it's been said. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk a little bit about the Mueller report, because uh, of how, like you said, how carefully written out it was. Um, I found it very hard to read. <laughs> it was very aggravating to read. But with that, yeah. <laughs> but with that explanation, it makes a lot of sense why it was written out that way and why it was so detailed and why there wasn't uh, a clear cut yes, no answer as to, to, to what to do with him. So, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So with that being said, all right, Russia and Syria. Let's talk about the timeline of events from the annexation of Crimea to today. So Russia annexed Crimea back in what, 2011, right? I want to say it's I think that sounds right. Okay. I don't have I'm I don't have a lot of my notes with me. I have some notes with me and a lot of them have question marks next to them. So <laughs> I'm going to defer to you to fact check that for me. <laughs> I have a friend that was living in Crimea and oh. when Russia went in had to leave. Um, oh. And their husband was Ukrainian, Ukrainian, and couldn't leave. So that sounds around the timeline that that was. Yeah. What was her experience? That sounds that sounds very interesting. What was what was her experience with that? Oh, not good. Um, I mean, she left because it was a war. Yeah. Um, and she was a U.S. citizen, so she could leave. So she had to get what was she? She ended up in China. Wow. For a couple of years, and she tried to get her husband out, um, but it was a war, so it's hard to get, hard to get, you know, anything out. Yeah. During the war time, so uh, he just had to stay, and he's still there. He's fine. Oh my gosh! Is he a citizen? Is he a, a, a United States citizen, or, or? I think he. Well, she, she moved back to America a couple. Maybe two years ago, maybe sounds right. And um, recently, maybe not too recently, maybe six months ago, was trying to get him into the U.S. and then decided not to. Wow. So, it fell apart. There was a lot of stuff that had to happen. Yeah. It didn't come together. So. It wow. Is what it is. Wow, that is <laughs> that is heartbreaking, huh? Well, yeah. So, okay. What, what, what's, let's go over these, these chain of events. So Russia uh, was part of the G8 and they annexed Crimea and we said, hey, you can't do that. You got to get out. And so now we've been the G7 for the last several years and, and uh, Trump is talking about making it the G8 again and inviting Russia and obviously Putin to the United States of America next year when we host the G8 conference. 
Jisa. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So what's what's been going on with Syria and Russia and the Ukraine and the Turks and all of that since then? Let's let's talk about the the buildup of what's going on right now. Well, Saudi Arabia has interest in Syria. Turkey has interest in Syria. Syria. So northern Syria is kind of like owned by the Kurds. The Kurds are a section of people. Um, essentially, like Syria is under a dictatorship, but the Kurds in the north have been helping the, unit, the U.S. with the war on terrorism mm-hmm. for, what, 15, 20 years, something? I don't know, a long time. Yeah, as long too as, long. Pretty much as long as we've been there Yeah. in Afghanistan for this war. Um, there are people that just want their the Kurds just want their independent their independence. They want to be their own people, and they don't want to live under the dictatorship. So, the U.S. was helping them like maintain their ground, and you know the the Kurds were helping the U.S. Um, they took back what was that place? Oh, Caliph. What is that thing called? Caliph Rod or something? The capital. The ISIS capital. Oh, uh, caliphate. Caliphate. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like I should know this word. It's not to be. Um, but they've been doing that, and the Kurds have been processing thousands of ISIS members for the U.S. So they've been collecting their pictures, taking their fingerprints, helping them like capture from their families and everything, going through an interview process to figure out like who's important, who's not important, sending them to the French, the English, and the U.S. soldiers, um, like CIA people, to then get information. So they've been a huge, huge help. They were a huge, huge reason we were able to find Saddam Hussein. They're a huge, huge reason we've been able to stop, you know, some of the terrorist attacks around the world. Um, they're... The, They've been really good partners for a very long time. Hmm. But <laughs> their neighbor <clears throat> on the north is Turkey, and Turkey for a long time has been taking in refugees from the war in Syria. So they've got 3.6 million people that they've taken in as refugees. You, um, sa- you said 3.6 million? 3.6 million. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So Turkey has been wanting to go into northern Syria for a while and claim like a buffer zone and move 2 million Syrians back into northern Syria. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) I don't think that would work out, but all right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what they're doing right now. It's not working out. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, uh, I can't say that guy's name, but the leader of Turkey went in front of the United Nations and pitched a fit and said that they are going to go into Syria. Um, apparently, he talked to Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump was there. Trump didn't want to be in Syria anymore. We only had, like, what, 2,000 troops or something? Yeah. Helping... Because the Kurds were doing most of the work. We were just, like, helping maintain. It was not a lot of troops. Yeah. Um, as far as troops deployment go. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, those troops have been there. We've had troops in there for at least 10 years. So the U.S. troops and the Kurdish troops are very close and have worked together very closely for a long time. So um, the, the surprise withdrawal of U.S. troops so that Turkey could go into Syria was not received well by anyone at all, including our Department of Defense. Right. Um, they were blindsided by it. The Kurds were blinded by it. You know, it was so ill-planned that we didn't even know what we would do with the troops that we were withdrawing. We pulled them yeah. off and sent them to Iraq, and Iraq said, what are you doing? They can't come here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we put a lot of people in the in in harm's way, yeah. in doing that. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing was Turkey went in, and we know that Turkey like so. This uh, the Kurds are ending up aligning with the dictator in Syria, mm-hmm. which is uh, I need people to understand like the the thing about that is means that they've given up the idea that they will ever be independent and free. Yeah, they yeah. went back into the dictatorship because they needed them to protect them from Turkey. Right, so, right. Now, and, northern Syria, the Kurds have gone back with Syria. The Turkish have gone in. They had, like, a scuffle for a couple of days. We broke it up. It's going to get worse, and then it's going to be just, like, a slaughter. Honestly, yeah. it's, going to, it's not going to end well. Yeah. But Bash- um, Bashar al-Assad is not a good guy, and... But we didn't really give them a, a, a choice but to align with them when we pulled out. Yeah, they needed protection yeah. um, because they, they couldn't just hope that Turkey was going to be. I mean, Turkey would have slaughtered them, too. It was go to one or go to the other. Yeah. Uh, and that's really that's a really bad situation for us to be in because it, it just told anyone that's allied with us that not to listen to us. Right. We can't. We are not trustworthy. It doesn't matter no. what kind of treaty we have, we'll we'll just pull out because if we want to, and that's and, and it won't even be done properly. Yeah, it won't be thought. It won't be properly. You won't get enough warning to prepare for it. Yeah, uh, it's good allies. Yeah, and that's what we've basically told most of the world in many different ways, but specifically for that one being very bad, uh, we just told our most effective ally in this war on terrorism that we've been in for so long mm-hmm. that they can't trust the U.S. Yeah. And they've helped us not just this war, but other wars too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They have. And, and, and it, it, it really doesn't even matter what's happened in the past. You know, uh, Trump likes to say, oh, well, they didn't help us in World War Two. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> We're really it's doing that. Right. <laughs> But they're they were helping. They're helping now. That's the only thing that really matters. It doesn't matter if they helped us in all of the wars or none of the wars. If they're helping now, and we made uh, a promise to them that we were going to stay in there and help them out, then it was up to us to keep that. And that promise to stay in there and help them out wasn't just a benefit. To I mean, we were doing it for oil, right? And also because they were holding. Thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't really know what the number got up to. Of ISIS. 
Yes, yes, which uh, quite a few of them got got out. 600, yeah. 600 people from one camp that they were holding got away. And we've got no clue where they are. And no, we don't have any clue where they are. And also because of what's going on with Turkey, we, uh, we're, believe, we're thinking that ISIS is going to plan prison breaks because mm-hmm. the Kurds are not going to protect those camps no for the u.s turkey's supposed to hold them but turkey's not going to hold i mean it wasn't planned so turkey's not going to be able to hold them right right and and i mean they already have lost faith in us anyway so it doesn't matter what we say oh yeah we're gonna come in there just hold down the fort it doesn't matter what we say they're they 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 can't trust us anymore They they just can't so um this is bad this is very, very bad. And I think, you know, it, it, this is the beginnings of a World War III. Like we're, we're seeing a, the very beginnings of a World War III if we don't nip this in the bud pretty quickly. And it's hard to because Donald Trump has made it so very hard. We didn't, it, he, he made it hard by, by um, trying to, uh, with this quid pro quo, you know, you do something for me, I do something for you. No, just do what you said you were going to do. And none of this would have been a thing. <laughs> but no, you just had to try and get. <sighs> okay, let's get. <laughs> let's um, uh, let's talk a little bit about before getting into because, of course, we you know, we're going to get into the, the, the whole impeachment thing. Um, but before that, uh, and there's just been so much, let's talk a little bit about capturing, uh, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi compared to Obama when Obama captured bin Laden. Well, let, let, let's, let's rephrase because Donald Trump back then, he did say, stop congratulating, uh, Barack Obama. He didn't do it. It was, uh, still team six. So, uh, and who was it this this go round, it was. It wasn't a SEAL team. It was. Um, it was a Navy team. It was a special ops team. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're not gonna give Donald Trump any of the praise there. But <laughs> let's let's compare these two. So you have Barack Obama who spoke about the the capture of of uh, Bin Laden for what nine ten minutes versus. Trump's 55 minute long speech and it, it it doesn't matter what he's speaking on yeah let me let me backtrack just a little bit because I watched uh the the phone call from Donald Trump to the the two astronauts that are in space right now they're uh doing a spacewalk uh they're both women and it's like a and all it was very painful to watch. Oh, it was so painful. Oh, it was so painful. And then at the end, he was like, well, maybe they did, just didn't like what I said. You're talking to somebody in space. There's Phone calls. Delay. Just, just stop talking for a minute. Right. <laughs> exactly. Phone calls drop here on Earth and you're talking to someone in space. Just calm down. Give Not it a minute. Outside of the International <laughs> Space Station. <laughs> right. Like, they're already outside. Right. Right. 
And he just could not stay patient long enough. He crossed his arms and kind of did his little Donald Trump pout. It was really hard to, I, w- I watched it because I was like, oh, good. Maybe something uplifting will will help bring a happy balance to all of this um this mess that's been in the news and with with him. Maybe he can act like a normal human being one day for one day, not even a for whole a his, day. For a historical moment. Right. Right. For 10 minutes, just be normal so we can have something to celebrate. But no, he he wanted to make it all about him. And then after the phone call, he did make it all about him. He found some kind of way to turn this phone call with two astronauts doing a spacewalk into his witch hunt. <laughs> this guy's a freaking genie. Like he's a he's a magician. He, just let me pull this rabbit out of this hat. Like, a, a magician's level of narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. Quite understand. The only okay, so it was, it was very hard to watch, but I was just like, I what I did appreciate is, is when he was just like, well, why haven't you done with women? Well, why haven't you got women on the moon? I'm just like, oh lord, did no one prep you? <laughs> <laughs> but also, good question. Why didn't they use women? Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of the things he goes. Well, when you do this, you should make sure it's an and a woman. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> It's one of those small steps for feminism, many, many bounds back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, did, were you able to, um, and I'm, I hate to sidetrack, but this was a, this is a pretty big, massive thing that's going on right now. Um, did you happen to catch the NASA guy? I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> I needed me a little, you know how Joe Rogan on his show, he, how he has a, he has a guy and he always... Person that tells him the name of all the people, the things that he's trying to think of. Yes, think of. yes, I need that. I need that guy. <laughs> but yeah, so he was uh, talking about, and I, I had not heard this uh, before uh, this interview, but he said that in 2022, like right now. 2032. Are you, are you talking about us? Okay, you can go on. Then. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a lot that's going on out in out in the 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 outer <laughs> space world. So, um, but yeah, he 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 mentioned twenty twenty two, sending up a habitat to the moon to have people stay there for two years because it's forty eight months something with forty eight months and aligning with uh, Mars. And uh, they needed to make sure that these astronauts could live together for for that long, because after that, they'll be uh, using the moon as kind of a launch pad to uh, to to go to Mars in 2024. Now, did you did you happen to catch that? Yeah, they're going. So the was oh oh oh, that's going to be so long in space. Do people understand like how bad that will? for those astronauts oh my gosh yeah because it takes it takes three days to get to the moon it takes 18 months to get to, it takes nine months to get to mars but then they'll be there for like so much and then it'll take nine months to get back mm. 
it's really far away. So what they're planning is they're going back to the moon so they can set up like a colony, a space colony or something like that, yeah. but really a launch pad. And they're going to use a launch pad from the moon and go f- like from the moon to Mars. Yeah. Do an exploration, send a person to Mars. Which, I mean, in essence, it sounds cool. It, it, it sounds neat or whatever but um russia (laughs) is down here and they're very much a threat that we kind of need to neutralize why are we going out into space and exploring space when when we have so many problems here at home people say that all the time i will always defend space because I love it so much yeah. because it drives so many things like the reason we have cell phones now and the reason technology is sped up as fast as it did is because we were exploring space yeah so you know and and to be certain that nothing happens in space unless there's like a defense mechanism behind it mm-hmm. but um you know we're trying to monetize space like, I mean honestly that's what it is if we, the U.S. is trying to monetize space. We're trying to defend our assets or whatever we consider assets in outer space um, and going into the future, which I think we have like a deck. We've signed something that says like nothing in space can be declared by a certain country. So I don't know. Exa- I don't understand exactly what they're talking about there when they're talking about. There'll pro- be a lot of mind. In space but it's going to be like crazy expensive to mine in space there's like yeah there's, i don't understand all of it but but i understand that that's a reason that you have to use to like get people on board yeah. to pay for such thing. but i do i'm a big big proponent of space exploration and then it's very important yeah to be exploring in space and it's such a small part of the budget i know there are lots of really big problems going on on the planet I get it, but it's just it's like point two zero two percent of one percent of the national budget. Like it's such a tiny amount of money compared to what we actually spend. I'm just like, just let us go to Spain. <laughs> let us see the Martians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I always think. I mean, like it is. It is a. It's a cool thing. It's absolutely a. A super cool thing. It's just, I don't, the main issue that I have with us going into space and exploring outer space before we get things settled here at home is because we are so trigger happy with everything. So if we end up encountering another uh, species out there, uh, I, I don't feel very confident that we encounter another species out there, they're going to be so advanced because there's no way we're getting to them, they're getting to us. Yeah, you know, like they if they're that advanced that they can get to us, then we're, we're doomed anyway. Yeah, but I think yeah. if it's going to be a life form, I don't think it's I, Mars. They did tests in the 70s mm-hmm. for whenever we got there, we sent them to Mars, and the test came back positive for um possible life on mars and that's been debated for a very long time on if it was actual a positive or not uh, like a false positive but the thing about it is is like you you have to get a human there to do those tests because a, a human is just so much better than robots at certain yeah. things yeah and if we can test it and prove that there was life on another planet 
that will fundamentally change how we see ourselves on the planet. Yeah, it really would. And I think it would have a lot to do uh, with the change of uh, religion. Um, 100%. No holy book on this earth speaks of uh, 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 interplanetary uh, beings. And... Uh, it, it would be a game changer, an absolute game changer. Um, so that that part I'm super excited about because I don't I don't follow any uh, structured religion, and I think it's very harmful to do so. And um, um, yeah, anything that can kind of refute what a lot of people uh, hold as as their holy books. I think it would, I think it would, it would be, it would be a, a major change, but in a, such a good way. I think a lot of people are scared of what would happen, but I think it would be a good, a good change. So that, that I am for. <laughs> yeah. And well, and the other thing is there's a theory that earth started, like that it started on earth because life came from Mars. Uh, it's a, at one point in time, the planet was just getting pummeled by, by all the stuff that was happening. Space is very volatile. We heated up. It was covered in lava. Nothing would have lived at all. And then Mm. it cooled down and life began on earth. So Mm. the, one of the theories as part of that is that, um, life made it to earth from, you know, some kind of life form made it to earth uh, from like a comet that hit earth from mars i am definitely hit mars and then made it to white earth i definitely want to talk more about that with you uh off air (laughs) because there's there's some things that i uh that uh yeah that i definitely want to talk to you about um pertaining that Uh, because i've never heard anyone else say that except for a very uh small a few people and there's a lot to discuss in that. Um, but I only have the studio until seven thirty. So <laughs> once I get off the air, once we get off the air and, uh, I save this, this recording, then, uh, we definitely need to talk about that because it's, it's very interesting that you said that. That's very interesting that you said that, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, how did we, we, we got on to this. Okay, we, bec- got off on, we, were, yeah, we got off on the International <laughs> Space Station. I'm such a space nerd. I got distracted. Honestly, I could do a whole episode on space. That, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be really fun. Um, there's a lot of information there, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we got on to space because of the, the spacewalk and, uh, I brought that up. Uh, in in talking about comparing um, Trump and Obama when they, you know, announced that they've gotten their captors. Now, being honest with me, have you heard of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi? Have you heard of him before, what was it, August or October 25th? (laughs) There's so many of them, and they change out so often Mm -hmm. that I... No, I I know that I mean all of them are terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a good person. Right. I mean, like all of them are terrible. Right. But 
you know, not really. I the only thing I vaguely remember is um, after Osama bin Laden, that was really like known. We then raided someone that was like the concierge, concierge something to mm. that guy. Okay. And when we raided when we raided that person, we got like computers. They really explained the structure of ISIS to us. It was a huge intel thing that we got from that. Yeah. Um, and then we captured someone that was like that guy's buddy. And I think that's how we got him. Okay. Um, is that we captured someone that was his buddy, and I don't know if we tortured it out of him or what, or they just like gave it up. But essentially, someone that was very close to that guy gave up his position, and that's how Trump was able to go in. Okay. Get him. <clears throat> like just last week, or like right before it happened, they're just like, we got this. We got intel. We know what this person's going to be. Yeah. What do we want to do? Yeah. So, I don't think that uh, Trump was notified that that's what they were even doing. Um, apparently, he was notified when he was playing golf. Uh, I don't think that he knew that they were going into the compound. Like, what? from what I understand, they came and told him, hey, some shit's going down. You need to get to the office. <laughs> and then he immediately tweets, uh, something big is happening. Like, why would you say that? Yeah, shut up. Obama had, like, what was it, the uh, the journalist thing? He had that, and they were doing that, and they were roasting him, and he's making jokes and yeah. cracking up and doing all this stuff. And then, like, right at the same time, he, like, he already knew then that he had already killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Like, he was so quiet. He was, so was really- he was so smooth. He was the smoothest about it. And nobody could nobody would ever know. Nobody would have ever guessed that he just <laughs> captured and killed Osama bin Laden. But no, this guy, we just got some big news. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you have to shut up about these things. Like, I don't understand why no one has taken his phone away from him right now, by now. You know, we're... I'm betting they wish that they could. Yeah. He is the president. He is the president, but I don't think that he's smart enough to understand uh, how... It needs to not be spoken about because it will get us in trouble. Right. That's one thing that the, the defense people have to explain all the time is he goes, oh, this is really fancy. And we're like, stop telling people that we can do this. Yeah. Like, stop, stop telling, stop explaining how things work. Yeah. Like or when we need that to be quiet. Right. When, like when he was talking about the wall, when he was down there in Texas and he was doing that interview and he was like, what did he say? It can shock people. He's or like, uh, He's like, oh, why don't you tell him about like the special feature of the wall? Yeah. I think there's benefit to not saying anything <laughs> about that. Right. Right. <laughs> And then he says it again. He's like, yeah, but it shocks people. <laughs> and the guy's just looking at him like, shut the hell up. What are you doing? <laughs> Why did we have to tell him this? Why did we have to tell him this? You know what? I, that, that's, the th- that's the thing, though. I don't know why we do have to, why they do have to tell him anything. Why is it that they can... I, you the division would, of power, some stuff, like, yeah, he's the top. You gotta, you gotta make sure they're yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't feel as though they would have to tell him everything. I think that the government would be able to function 
without Donald Trump having his hands in just about everything. And and I'm I pretty sure that they don't tell him very much. Yeah. Yeah, because of what what all does end up getting leaked by him, uh, you know, that it seems like a lot. But I'm sure I'm sure that if there were aliens and we were ever harboring aliens at any point in time, he would have let us know. <laughs> yeah, it would have. It would, people like, yeah, of course we do. Yeah. But uh, what was it? Edward Snowden hacked something. He's like, I couldn't find anything on aliens. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell people. We don't have aliens. We haven't been visited by aliens. And the reason I know is because so many people would have to have been quiet about it and no one can be. Yeah. They have been very quiet about it for so long. No one, no one can keep a secret that big. Well, I don't, I think that uh, we've, we've gotten a hold of something and I don't, but I don't think that it's um, an extraterrestrial life form. Like a, a, an intelligent life form, like a gray, you know, that we, we, we hear a lot about. I don't think that it's anything like that. I think that it's something a lot less sexy, you know. Um, I think that the... Yeah. What was the thing that they, they confirmed? Was it 2003 or 2017? They had a, a confirmed UFO. Oh, yeah. The NASA... Or no, it wasn't NASA. It was, it was Air Force. Uh, yeah, and they were like, hey, yeah, that thing, we really just don't know what that is. We and, don't know what it is, and we can't keep it, and we can't track it. Right. And and I'm sitting here th- thinking to myself, why is it that you're even announcing that? You know, if you were, if, if it was really. <laughs> it, it was recorded from a ship that was regular stuff that did that stuff like every day. Uh, and you know they're just doing some doing some stuff like they normally do and they're just like what is this thing so they're going out and they're trying um i mean but that's one of those things oh it's confirmed you it was a really weird ship that maybe we built and we're testing maybe another country was testing who knows Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it could very well be a a hand a, a homemade thing that you know was just never registered um, I don't think that it was a UFO, and, and they don't, they don't, they, they even said that they don't classify it as a UFO. They have another acronym for it. It's basically the same thing, but I don't think that it was, it was a, an alien ship being piloted by the Greys. I don't think that, I think that it was, um, a plant for a false flag to use in the future. That that's kind of what I think, you know, they they kind of needed to put that out there because it's not something that that we would just announce all casually, you know. So I feel I kind of feel as though like it's not exactly what they say it is. I think that they know exactly what it is that they put it out there, <clears throat> said that they don't know what it is. So that way, five, 10, 15 years from now. They'll say, oh, yeah, but we really do have aliens. Remember that time when we saw the alien craft in space? You know, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that's what's where this is going. Uh, well, well, with what, what's where where that was going. Um, I think we'll learn a lot more once we get to Mars. Um, I don't I mean, and this is <clears throat> like I said, you know, I don't. I don't think that we should be at Mars when so much stuff is like the whole world here is just crashing and burning. But I'm well aware of the fact that 
no one's going to listen to me. If they want to go to Mars, they're going to go to Mars. So we're going to Mars. Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, with my kids, like, I want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to McDonald's. Okay, well, no, we're not doing that. We're getting a salad. And then they eventually, <laughs> you know, like, well, I want to go to McDonald's, but I guess I'll have a salad. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. We're going to Mars. And I, I really feel as though um, a lot of things are going to gonna be explained uh, that we don't really know a whole lot about uh, right now. Um, and I, I think a lot of things are going to be misinterpreted. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's why do we need a space force? I'm This is so off topic, but now we're talking about space. Hey, <laughs> we're having a salad right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we need. So here's the thing. Um, I don't know that I'd want to invest in force, but I, I think we're too immature of needing a space force. But one day, would we need a space force in the future if if all planets get to where they can get to space? If if all other countries get to where they're getting to the moon? If all other countries get to where they're doing space exploration? You know, mm. um, we have private billionaires that are funding endeavors space is going to be commercialized hmm. um and that's why they're talking about we need to protect our interest in space it's that's and, so gross uh, you know, there's been this whole thing since like the 80s you know the star wars and things like that yeah the, the whole reason we made it to the moon is because we we're like hey if russia can get to the moon what if they put a nuke yeah. <laughs> planet, take us out. Right. You know, because it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. <laughs> uh, what if that kind of stuff happens? So that's why we're like, we need a, we need a space force. <clears throat> eventually, space is going to be commercialized. Eventually, it's going to um, also become part of your national security plan. It's it is one of those things now. Like there's so much space right now. I don't know how anyone's using any satellites to spy, but it's just like there are stuff. There's there's stuff in space right now that's being used for intelligence. And do we need a space force? Probably. Eventually, we would need one. Do I think we need one now? No, not really. Do I think we need to invest time and energy in it now? No, not really. Because I I mean I. Are, we're not necessarily falling behind on space exploration to other countries, but countries are getting to where we are very quickly. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That and and we're gonna have to do like a whole space episode. <laughs> we're gonna do a space episode. <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm. I'm. We're. It's seven oh seven my time. So I'm gonna. Um, I do want to get to the whole impeachment, the the, the timeline of the impeachment and what we can expect. Um, I think that the majority of people know uh, what's been going on. Um, You know, he's he has done so much. And I think that at first, Democrats were like, well, let's gather all of the evidence so that way we can just, you know, hit him and it, it'll it'll work. And then he was like, 
oh, but wait, if you're going to get all of the evidence, let me do a whole bunch more stuff because then it'll just take you longer, which is why these last two weeks he's just been pretty much going apeshit. He's just doing whatever he wants to do and like a madman. Uh, so that way it, it, this whole thing, this whole process is, it takes longer. But my thing I've been saying, uh, you know, if we were ever going to actually impeach him, we, we had the opportunity before, you know, <clears throat> we've gotten, we got Bill Clinton on less, way less. We've gotten everybody on less. Yeah, yeah, on way less. And how long ago was it that he paid hush money to a porn star? Like, mm-hmm. come on. If we were actually going to impeach him, I don't think that we are. I don't think that we are. I think that um, Nancy Pelosi, um, I think she's, well, I think right now she's being hit with a lot of, we've got to get him out of office now. And I think we it's, do, hmm? like, we can't let people assume that presidents can behave like this without repercussions. Exactly. We're sending a president. It's right. Like, that's the thing is we're sending a president. Like if a president can use his political power to help further his campaign as another country mm-hmm. to interfere with our elections mm-hmm. paid by talk like the president used tax dollars used tax dollars to get another country to help his re-election campaign yeah and uh, here's the thing he's trying to say well that's normal we do that kind of stuff all the time i i probably that's probably true mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that we have we use money in some kind of political way to get things that we want around the world. That's probably true. But here's the thing, though, is what he did may have been improper. It probably wasn't criminal, but it was definitely proper mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing that's like that's why I'm like I don't know that it rises to the level of impeachment because he definitely said it did something improper, not necessarily not necessarily a crime, but but mm-hmm. um. The, it's more of the cover-up of what they did afterwards. Yeah, that's going to be the that's going to be the problem. Is that like to make sure that he doesn't have problems with his political campaign because things would look bad for him. They're they're putting it on super secure servers that it doesn't need to be there. Yeah, you know they're putting that on code word server like and it, and to my understanding from following it. This isn't the only thing that they've had requests, like, where people have heard what the president did, went, oh, no, (laughs) this will look really bad if it comes out, and then try to cover for him. Yeah, yeah. But there's the thing, though, is that, you know, he he recently got rid of John Bolton. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And John Bolton, uh, don't like him, but (laughs) was, like, a stickler for process. Yeah. You know? And, he, and, and that's the thing is like stickler for process that um, just always make sure that you're following the process and doing all the stuff that you have to do to make sure you have a paper trail mm-hmm. so that no matter what happens, you've got your paper trail. Right. And that's why they're thinking, you know, all these folks that work for multiple presidents, not like they work for Republicans, they work for Democrats. These are defense folks. They're different. They don't care about politics. Mm-mm. Mostly, they care about protecting our country, mm-hmm. um, you know, and securing, making sure. And they think that what he was doing was a security threat, 
and made the country less safe. So they did whistleblowing. So what it from following it, what it seems like is someone was on the phone call, heard the phone call, and started the started the paperwork process. You yeah. know, um, <clears throat> they don't think it was John Bolton. They think John Bolton told his uh, assistant to do it. So his assistant followed the paperwork. Was all hey, this phone call, this is a problem. Hey. They're requesting this stuff to go into the thing. It shouldn't be there. Hey, um, that text message, did we do this? Did we hold money because we were trying to do this? Yeah. Uh, so we're having all that paper trail right. generated by these folks that like were following procedures. Right. They were following the process. They are following procedures, doing everything they're supposed to do. Right. To make sure. And uh, what, it, what it means is that someone in the CIA or one of the intelligence communities got this paper trial and was all someone's gotta do something <laughs> and went and said i didn't hear this call but here's the paper trial. like hearing from people that are very credible that did hear the call mm-hmm. saying that this is a problem and we gotta do something yeah and from that person saying that pulling in the people that were on the call that heard the call and have said that you know what the White House has released about the call is not exactly accurate. It doesn't fundamentally change what happened on the call, but they've changed wording and stuff mm-hmm. in their and what they put out in public. Um, <clears throat> that, that, that these things did happen. So that's the thing. These things did happen. And I've been like watching my congressman. I don't know if anyone else has been watching their congressman, but my congressman is. Uh, <laughs> very party line kind of person you know okay doesn't have an original thought in their body gotcha gotcha you know like most whatever the gop tells you that's what they do (laughs) right i've been i've been like just following him on facebook to see how he's talking about the process i've been kind of listening to trump but not very much i've been more listening to republicans Okay. So I'm trying to figure out what what are they doing? Right. They're the ones that are going to have to actually do the trial. Right. So right. What will happen in the what will happen is Congress oh, Congress is like listening to things and then they'll have to file official articles of impeachment that goes to the Senate. Um, and that's happening Johnson. this Thursday, right? Um. They're voting. That happened Thursday. Did she file something Thursday? I, I want this week. I want to say it's either the the vote is happening Thursday or maybe maybe it's Nancy announcing the vote. I don't know. So she filed she filed the paper. So they were doing the things like closed door, just kind of like checking it out. And then she filed the paperwork. Said, "Hey, we're going to look into this to see if we need to file articles of impeachment." Is what the official process. Um, it's what they've done. So they did that. Like they've been looking to. They filed the official the official document saying they're doing an official investigation to consider impeachment. Mm. Um, it's going to be very drawn. It's going quick, but also drawn out. Okay. Um, so what, what Republicans have been complaining about all week is like, this is being rammed through. It's going through fast. They're not following procedure. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. This is an illegitimate <laughs> impeachment inquiry. Mm-hmm. It's, everyone is an illegitimate. They were saying the person was a spy to begin with. They were saying like the person was a third party. They weren't. Uh, they didn't even hear the call. They're discrediting the witnesses, which is what they always do. Right, right. They're trying to discredit the, the witnesses, and they can't discredit the witnesses because the witnesses are amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So now they're discrediting the process. Right. Right. Um, so I think that I heard like yesterday, I've been kind of following it and I kind of pitched this question to on Facebook to my to my congressman. He ignored me completely. <laughs> he answered some other people's questions and then ignored mine because I was like, I don't care how fast it goes. Yeah. Do you think a president should be able to do this? Do you think it's okay? Mm. Do you think what the president did <clears throat> is okay? Should other presidents be able to do what this president is saying 100% that they did? Right. And he's, you know, they're never going to answer the question. Of course. Because yeah. it's not, that's not their spin. Right. So they're working on the spin. Um, and I think yesterday I read it and kind of laughed a little bit because... Now they're pulling out the word socialism. <laughs> Whoever the is, they're going to be called a socialist like the entire, <laughs> the entire time. I don't care if it's if it's Biden, he's going to be called a socialist. <laughs> like you know, I was like, he's nothing further from the right. One, <laughs> one socialist on that stage. Just one. Just one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like, and I think they're like this. This thing is. Oh, what did he say? I don't remember. He's like the only person that would support this as a socialist dictator. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good lord! Like, it's just it's they're unraveling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they um, are. But that's the thing. Like, you know, they'll do the inquiry. It'll take a little while. They'll do the investigation. They're really they're not interested in doing it if it's going to hurt the Democrats too bad it already did they need to go over it um mm. eventually they're just gonna have to give up and decide to do what's the country and not worry about what's best for the democrats and i think what's best for the country <laughs> is that this president has done enough crazy stuff mm-hmm. um that 100 percent should have been impeached that he's just getting away with like there, there has to be a line in the sand and i think that line should be inviting other countries in to mess with our election yeah and yeah. he's now been accused of doing that twice yeah you know maybe yeah. three times three times three times because he came out like the day after it what he's trying to do is normalize crazy like he's yeah. doing his best to normalize crazy that is such a good way to say that to explain that that's absolutely what he's doing now, he's 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 I think it's assumed that he's asked Russia, he's asked Ukraine, he's asked China. Uh, he admitted to asking Ukraine, and he asked China on live television. <laughs> yes, because it's a normal thing the presidents do. Oh, we are the laughing stock of the world, and that is very I, sad. It is a tactic. I sometimes I'm wondering, like, did you? Did, he had to read he had mind pump and just been like, This is how you do this. Uh hundred percent. Like this is what the not did the game power and this is how like yeah. they acted crazy the whole time so that no one was secure enough so they didn't they just didn't stop them because they're just like, It's always crazy, we don't know what to do anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I I I don't have uh, any interest in Mein Kampf, but it seems as though <laughs> it seems as though he might have a little bit of an interest in it. <laughs> okay, I mean, if hmm? it's not him, his political strategist. Yeah, 
100% has read that and been like, yeah, yeah. this is how populism rises. Right, right. Populism and, and nationalism rises. Yeah. And when you look at that compared to um, um, how how journalists and the mainstream media is being uh, treated. Attacked. Yeah, attacked. They attacked the journalists first. They yeah. attacked the journalists first. They attacked the gays. Yep. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's what Nazi Germany did. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore the comparisons now. Like, at first, you know, I, I kind of was along the lines of, you know, yeah, he's a horrible person, but I wouldn't call him a Nazi. Now it's just kind of like, I think he's a Nazi. It's hard. If he's not a Nazi, he learned a lot from them. He sure did. He absolutely did. And this is a very, very sad time to to live in. Um, I've got about 10 minutes. i got about nine minutes left. And I really want to use this time... <laughs> to talk about something I didn't put it in uh, my notes or anything uh, Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I have to talk about Jeffrey Epstein I have to um, I do know that there are several of my listeners uh, that that you know are still on this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing and I'm a, a part of several different groups on Facebook that are continuously putting up memes, uh, you know, like, Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, Did you happen to catch the breaking news? Now, yes, it was on Fox. I haven't had a chance to fact check it just yet. But there was a medical examiner that was there during. Signs of strangulation. Yes. 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 Isn't that how he died? Um, they said that it was, well, see, originally all they said was that he committed suicide. They didn't go into detail of how he died. The, this medical examiner that went on Fox news the other day, or I think it was yesterday. Um, I've never heard that he was, uh, that, that a, a makeshift noose was uh, tied around him out of bed sheets. I haven't heard that. Um, the cellmate, I thought he was alone. They said that he had a, a, a new cellmate, but where was he? Because they never... From, uh, they had him in solitary confinement, though. They did? I thought they pulled him out of sol- solitary confinement. They may have right beforehand. I don't know. But like when I was following the thing, because it was more of like, how did the police officers know, not know that it happened? Like the the guards not know that it happened because they have to do check on. He was considered like a VIP person, so they have to have checks like every thirty minutes instead of every hour, like everyone else. Hmm. But uh, the two guards they were just saying they falsified documents because they were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two guards fell asleep. That whole I, thing. You know, someone should check to see if those guys got a big payday afterwards because they definitely right. got fired. Right. So yeah. Money and see what's in their bank account. Yeah. Somewhere. Or they make purchases somehow with money that they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, that's two. That's, that's it's a free Olivia Pope 
handle to me. Um, you know, like, did he have very powerful political people that are probably very angry with him? Of course. Of course. Of course he yeah, did. 100%. Now, you know, before child porn was frowned upon and now, like, <laughs> it wasn't frowned upon in the 90s, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh dear. I like, do. Well, a sixteen-year-old wasn't considered a child. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do miss but, Scandal. I I really miss that show. <sighs> I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. Um. So yeah. So okay. To wrap things up, California fires. Uh, probably no aliens. Uh, Abu Bakar. Al-Baghdadi is a very hard name to pronounce. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I need to have you back on a lot more. Um, This has been fun. This has been fun. It's been real. Um. I'm I'm hoping that no I I'm not hoping I know that a lot of things are were clarified especially for me because I was uh, pretty confused on a lot of different stuff so I appreciate you you know um, clearing certain things up for me but uh, yeah is there anything that you want to add uh, is there any programs out in East Tennessee that that you want to announce or um. Um, I think maybe something, another short podcast that people that care about politics and just like daily news might enjoy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is Today Explained, okay. about 20 minutes long. Okay. Today um, Explained? It's a, yeah. Today Explained. It kind of goes over all kinds of headlines and explains. <laughs> explain some more <laughs> like give some background like explains like impeachment and that kind of thing okay it's been a while since we've impeached a president and this is like we usually impeach them for conduct well like not personal conduct this is the first time that we'd be impeaching a president for personal conduct okay um, as as will many things be donald Trump is the first of many situations that we never thought we would be in, and now we're in them, and we're exactly sure how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you said that what that's on today explained. Yep, it's gonna be. I think it's in Overcast, the Apple, the iTunes Store, where the thing is now. Okay. Do you, are are you on it? Uh, no, but it is one that I, I kind of follow a little bit. Okay. Whatever just whenever big things are happening and I just need someone to like, cause especially with impeachment, especially with the announcement, I was like, oh gosh, like, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't illegal, it's improper. <laughs> like, how we impeach someone for doing something improper? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, not, he shouldn't have done it, but also like, just did it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, it means big things, but still. Okay. Okay, I'll definitely check that that podcast out. You said uh, it's on Overcast and Apple. Yeah, it's on another one, but I can't remember who it is. Okay, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely check them out. When are you going to come out with your own podcast? <laughs> it would take so much time. I like would just rant about. Uh, I I've been 
mean in data? I like because of the whole thing with Tennessee, you know, yeah. that I sent you about. I've been drowning in data, trying to figure out how states get away with not spending all that their block money because Tennessee is actually one of the best for spending the money. Mm. That's a whole other thing. Mm. But I've been doing that research and I've been looking. There's a whole report that came out about ranking the counties in Tennessee for which counties are good for children to live in and which counties are not. And had a bunch of indicators that was put up by the Tennessee, some group within the government. So I've been going through that data all week and breaking out like the four main categories that lead to childhood food insecurity and comparing like where I work yeah. counties. So. Okay. Uh, that's what my podcast would be a good about. It would be about a lot of data and people would be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be good. I know I would definitely listen to it. Um you should you should definitely I do have an episode about how to start a podcast. It's a few episodes back. I uh, did see that you have that podcast. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely do that because I would love to hear um a show hosted by you. I would love that. Be one of those things. Have you ever heard of this website that you never wanted in your <laughs> you should go there. There's maps and data sheets. <laughs> 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 and you can just learn about random stuff like how much milk. Whole milk. <laughs> much low-fat milk is in the United States. <laughs> I know in Hawaii, it's really expensive. Oh, milk and everything in Hawaii is so expensive, and Alaska. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the last time that I looked, it was a few years back, but Hawaii's whole milk, uh, it's like, a, I think on average, $9.50. I'm like, are you kidding me? Poor Hawaii. I hope they don't drink it. <sighs> I really do. But there's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only bad thing about that is if they do any children's programs are required to do milk, whole milk, or at least 2% mm. milk. So they're required to have to pay whatever that is for milk. So that sucks. I wonder why the, why we still uh, use this, this food pyramid that came out, what, in the 40s, 50s? Because cow's milk, like, that wasn't, that wasn't, like, a major thing that started during the Depression. It, it was something that, you know, oh, it'll keep you full. We never, we never drank cow's milk before. Not, like, not the, in the way that we do now, you know. Um, well, I, could, I could go off on that for days about, <laughs> like, what's actually nutritious and it's reported as nutritious because of the lobbies and the, in, in yeah. the government, like, the. The milk lobby, the dairy lobby, the dairy <laughs> council. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Like I wouldn't. They're hard to go against, and like the sugar people. Oh, big sugar. Hard to go against. Yeah. Um, but I think like you know, but it's it's your. We have a lot of dairy farmers, and we have a lot of meat farmers. Yeah. And if we tell people to eat less meat, then you might as well, you know, you're gonna destroy some small farmers, but also some really big farmers are gonna lose money, and they're they're done. Yeah. That. yeah. So what's actually nutritious, what actually the science says is good for us, they can't stay because if they said it, every dairy farmer and um, cattle farmer would be voting for a different party. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you just destroy their business. It's it's insane. It's in, All of that stuff is insane. Uh, how politics actually gets into something you think should just be purely research-based. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we should definitely 
that I'm mean, a nutrition episode because there's a lot of people that uh, you know, like my sister and and her family, they're vegan, and um, you know that that's by their choice, and and I think that's great, it's wonderful. Uh, Joe Rogan talks a lot about how you know uh, years ago he did, he wanted to become vegan because of how meat was processed, and then he started having some issues or something was something something happened and then he said to himself well hey I'm gonna go out and just catch my own meat and just do it that way because I think yeah he isn't um I loved okay I love Joe Rogan he is absolutely phenomenal I listen to almost every one of his episodes um I don't listen to the MMA episodes because I don't know anything about MMA and it just doesn't interest me but uh a lot of his other episodes I do listen to I just listened to uh Edward Snowden it took me three days to listen to two three days to listen to it it was very long it was like so two hours or three hours yeah long. and but in the crazy thing about it is like i i finished it and i didn't know that i had finished it and then i went back and played it again and i think it cuts off at a weird time like they were in the middle of having a discussion and it just cuts off and i'm like whoa, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> did the FBI find him? Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I, I do love Joe Rogan, but he makes a very good point. You know, he's like, I, the issue that he had with meat was how it was, how meat is raised and how um, how these these farmers uh, killed them. And he's like, you know, I'd, I'd much rather go out and do it myself. And he does. And I think that's admirable. Um, I don't think that you have to have a ton of money. Maybe to hunt the way that he hunts. Yeah, you might have to have a ton of money. But to be a hunter, I don't think you have to have a whole lot of money to do that yourself. And it's a lot uh, more cost effective than, you know, having to go out and and buy meats from the grocery store. If you have property to hunt on or if you have to pay to use other people's property. True, true. Your hunting license. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole section of vegans that won't eat. They they will uh, eat. Well, there's also freegans. Um, what is a freegan? <laughs> freegans will eat meat if it is given to them, but they didn't have to pay for it. Um, what? So dumpster divers, if they dumpster dive and they find meat while they're dumpster diving, then they'll eat that even though they're vegan. Okay. They didn't pay for it. That's and like vegans that do like the hunting. They'll eat it if it was uh, hunted, but they won't eat it if it's something else. <laughs> That's just a a fancy way to be a freeloader. I can't. I can't even. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. All right. I am gonna have to stop this recording because it is five minutes over. Um.